podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film, Powder Donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name and price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus! The Bulbous Walrus! The Name Your Price Tool. Only from Progressive. The owl and a foul of the comatose Coxwain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, imagine if all your frustrations about advertising your business could be solved right now. You should know that podcast listeners are more engaged in higher converting than any other advertising medium. So try AdHub today and reap the rewards of Spreaker's self-advertising platform. It makes it as effortless as ever to be heard by thousands, regardless of the list listening app they use. Visit Spreaker.com forward slash AdHub. That's S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R.com forward slash AdHub and start using your advertising dollars in an impactful way. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Fatback Four Daily. It is Thursday. Happy Halloween to you all. Tonight's show is brought to you, of course, by Paddy Power. Paddy Power is a bookies, a website, and an app. If you gamble, please gamble responsibly and try to do so with Paddy Power. Tonight, we are going to have a little talk about the League Cup quarterfinal draw. Uh, we're going to talk about... We'll go look back on last night's game because my guest tonight was there. And we're going to just talk about Jurgen Klopp telling the... Um, the EFL and the and the League Cup to basically go away if you think we're going to be bullied with regards to fixtures. Anything else that comes in during the night um, on the live chat? Absolutely, yeah. Look, we'll, we'll take it, we'll run with it, and we'll go there. What are you? I'm good, mate. How are you? I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. Um, you were at the game last night. I was, I was. It's literally yeah. insane. Um, when you when you seen the lineup and you seen Arsenal's lineup, did you think, oh, we're going to this game and they're going in a bit heavy, and we aren't? Did you have that kind of feeling? I kind of had that feeling of uh, when I saw their bench was, if we're going to win this, we need to be a two or three up before they bring on the big guns. Yeah. Uh, it, it didn't work out that way because some of the big guns he left on the bench. But I do think it shows more of where we are, where they are. We were almost jokingly aside. It looks like I think if we'd have got knocked out, I don't think Klopp would have cared particularly much. He, Whereas you could tell for them, they had a backup plan of we need to save face here, we need to try and get through. And if it means throwing Lacazette Pepe on, then we do it. Yeah, do, do you know it, it was one of those where I said it last night on, on the on the post match show where they looked to be trying to strengthen their side as they went along it, because I think you, you know Emery may have seen you know this comeback coming and, and he I think he's clinging on to his job. Um, uh, Cop eighty is in and he says good evening. North Red says how's how's it, how are all the Reds? Uh, we're all in good form. Cooler King seventy says team awareness rumors any truth in them? I'll get back to them later on. I promise. Uh, North Red says. Um, I'm not going to course, so he says, uh, forget about the Carrigo Cup. It uses no disrespect to the kids that toiled last night, but no use. Um, E.g. Kate, they're now injured. Apparently, Kate is in contention for the weekend, so we'll have to, uh, we'll have to wait and see what happens there. Um, Stephen says that he feel the younger side than theirs. Yeah, they did, but I just saying, as the game went on, they were bringing on, you know, what you could consider four team players, the likes of, um, Kieran Tierney, um, Gendouzi, players like that. 
<coughs> um, Northred said he take Werner in a harpy. We will get that onto that later. Um, I promise. I was talking to um, I was actually talking to Grizz about it in the last day or two, and he reckons there might be something in it. Um, but look, the, the, a brilliant experience for you going to the game. Um, but a brilliant, an even better one for your daughter. She must have come out with that and thought, Jesus, this is what happens all the time. You know, she, you, we, we've we've set a really high bar there. We have, yeah. I mean, she's developed my level of sarcasm because it was like four two to Arsenal at the time. So she's looking a bit down. Says, well, it's you know, it's still good though. Isn't it? You've seen lots of goals, and all got dead panels. Yeah, but they're all Arsenal goals, aren't they? So like, <laughs> it's did. really dead pan. But then obviously Origi does what Origi does, and she was, uh, yeah, she's just wanted to, uh, just wanted to walk. But then you know, yeah. she'll put her down, and because uh, she's been a lot of the women's games. So yeah. I think it's, I think the thing that caught her out. I think I put a video on social media of it. It was the, the sheer size of the ground. I think because I. I don't go to games regularly, but I, you know, I try to get to two, five, and ten a year. Yeah, um, you kind of get used to it. Going, oh, go to Anfield. It's you know, it's cool. It's a good trip. You forget to someone who's that young is like, this is massive. This is huge. It's dead loud. I mean, the Arsenal away fans probably helped with the atmosphere because I mean, you know, the, the first two away fans they were loud. Yeah, you know, and they got and to us, it was quite quite a lot of back and tune between us and them. But in you know, in the way it should be, nothing, no nastiness or anything like that. No, none of a silly anti-Liverpool sign-on crap that normally gets sung by away fans. It was just both sides cheering the teams on. So, you know, atmosphere-wise, it was great. Yeah, absolutely. It looked very good. And, and like, for, for, for your daughter to go there, like, um, and see, like, 10 goals in, in in normal time and then and then a penalty shooter where she has to wait and watch all these go and, and stuff like that. Brilliant experience. Absolutely brilliant. Um, what do you make of Klopp's comments? And when I say that, um, I mean, afterwards, he basically said, look, the, the fixture list... Is, is wrong. He, he basically turned around and said, look, um, we were successful last season. Uh, the Premier League, the, the EF, the, the football league, they all know what's coming when a team wins a European Cup. What, what they're, you know, what, what they have to do after that, i.e. Club World Cup. But he basically turned around and said, no, 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 we won't be, we won't be victims here. What will happen is you will find a date for us. And if you don't find a date, let Arsenal go through or whoever we're drawn against gets a boy. What did you make of that? Because, and the reason I'm saying that is because, um, you know, um, Pele Jones says there, uh, loved Klopp saying, if you can't find a decent date, we're out. Um, and he also says, good evening to you. Cool. Um, I liked it. Um, I think it also shows how comfortable he is as Liverpool manager, because if we're in a similar position than the previous managers, you know, Rodgers and some of the past, I don't think they'd have got away with saying that. I think they would have been called for all sorts. But I think he's done the right thing. I think he's called out the authorities on... This, this fixture list is crap, and you, you know, you could have seen this as soon as Liverpool won the European Cup. Well, they were going to play the World Club Championships, which is in December, yep. and everyone knew that six months ago. Mm. So, if they got to the, so could Liverpool get to a quarter final? Possibly. So, what do we do if that happens? I don't know. And that's the problem. It's just like, and yeah, I think Klopp was right. I think he was hoping Liverpool get knocked out, and they go, "Well, we don't have to talk about it." You know, I know a lot of Ralph fans will just say, you know, it's it's excuse making things like that, but. In fairness to Guardiola had a fairly similar gripe last year where they were, you know, going so far in tournaments and it was just getting, you know, when you've got to play three games a week or four games in ten days, you know, they, they don't really think about it, but they're quite happy to help it out. The, the issue we've got is it's a little bit like you do a deal with the devil. Uh, if you do a deal with these big TV companies who rule the roost on what we do, You've got to suck up a little bit when the when the games are when the fixture list looks a bit crap because they decide they decide ultimately 
what gets shown. Yeah. That's why we had two live games on a Wednesday night. Yeah, but he, he makes a very good point and he, he's very cute in what he does. Um, just a couple of comments before I go on here. Steven says, um, he loved Firmino's Instagram post celebrating the league. He's pen from the stands. Uh, Curtis Jones, I think <laughs> it was, um, his pen where he says, uh, Go on, quarters, lad. Um, that just shows, like, lads in the stand and they're absolutely up for it. Um, North Red says Klopp laughed the whole night away. He was hilarious. He, he, he really, really enjoyed it. He genuinely looked like, he, do you know what he looked like, Chris? Um, I watched the interviews after the game and after I'd done the podcast last night. He basically looked like a guy that just happened to be standing on the sideline but was literally a guy that walked into a football ground and went, oh, this is good. You know, it was it was like, oh, this is really enjoyable. But he happened to be manager of Liverpool at the time as well. Um, Stephen also says, I think we should combine the Carabao quarterfinal with the Premier League game this weekend. Uh, pens afterwards if needed. I don't think that's going to happen. But he makes a, he's, he makes a very cute point, and what he does say is, look, he he basically he basically shows them, look, you have to be ready for every permutation when it comes when it comes to fixtures. Yes. If Liverpool get that fired, they need to be able to say, look, if Liverpool get that fired, they're off, they're off in wherever they're playing this football cup. You know, we're going to have to do something here. But he makes a very important point where he says, it will not happen during this winter break that we fought so hard to get in this country. We will not be on a week off be playing um, competitive games. And it's quite obvious, Chris, that he's had this discussion with, you know, um, the hierarchy of the club and said, listen, this is where we need to stamp, this needs to be our standpoint. And if I'm asked about it after the game, should we win? This is what I'm going to say. And he completely must have the absolute backing of the club on this. I think it does. It wouldn't surprise me if Liverpool have been talking to the powers that be uh, for months saying, look, this is going to be a problem if it happens. You've got a plan for this, haven't you? And they're probably getting brushed off by it. I mean... I had a very quick, brief look at the fixtures. I mean, the, the logical time to play this game is probably the first week in Jan uh, after the FA Cup tie, which is when the semi-finals are supposed to be. But I've never understood why for the League Cup, uh, the semi-finals two legs. Apart from European competitions, most semi-finals are, w- are one game. So I don't know why why for years they haven't just decided to just um, remove the two-legged affair and, make, and just go back to the neutral ground thing. Yeah, which we used to do for years. Which to us, it was a, it's it's a day out that's not Wembley, you know. But it's still and it still makes it feel a bit special because you've got a, it's a it's a winner takes all, you know, situation. The the problem the the, the the reason that is, and I think it might be, is because if you do get a lower league team, i.e. Colchester or an Oxford, that make a semi final, um, instead of having a one off game in a neutral ground where they would get half the game, they would have a game at home which they would get TV money for and half the game. Or, you know, they'd have to get the majority of the game. Then they would get a second TV game away. And if it was that for argument's sake, Old Trafford, 75,000, they would get a massive payout. That's probably the reason the league do that. Because it's the Football League Cup, you remember. Yeah, possibly, yeah. But, I mean, I know Burst did it last year when they got walloped by City. Mm. But it's, it's pretty rare the side outside the Championship gets to the semi-finals. It is pretty rare. Mm. So, again, so they're the happy to plan a two-legged fair for... Or just in case a lower league side gets us, so we give them more money. But when they but for a fixture list where they can see where it's going to hinder other clubs, they, they don't think about that. Yeah, it's it's just I think he's right to stand up for us. And you know, the Telegraph are reporting tonight that um, Liverpool are considering playing two separate teams and two separate competitions at the same time in December. Um, I can't see that happening, especially after his comments last night. It will be a massive climb down from Klopp if um, if that had to happen. It, it, you know, I think I, I think if he does it. Just don't think he would. The EFL have got to accept then that, you know, he will literally, he will literally take the under 23 squad 
yeah. and go, there you go. Yeah. And then you devalue, and then you'll be accused of devaluing the competition. You're going, well, it's all the players I have left. It's all the players I have left because I'll be honest. The, the first two that started last night, uh, Gomez, Cater, Chamberlain, Lalana, Origi. Yes, then they're probably not going to start the World Club Championships, but you'd want all five of them. Oh, Milner, sorry. You'd want all six of them in the bench as an option. Yeah. There's no way, there's no way you're going to go to a, a final without them on the bench because they, they're your game changing bench options. So already you, you are looking at under 23 side then. Yeah. And then it just looks, te- it looks tedious then. Well, well, Maverick there says with the fixture, surely it highlights the fact we are short on quality backup players. I'm just, you know, he, he's saying, he's just saying what other people may be thinking. I don't agree no. with that, Maverick, because do you really want, like, if that's the case, right, we would have to have, let's be honest, 34 top draw players on air books to go and say, well, we'll, we'll send 17 of them off to wherever they're playing this club. I couldn't even tell you where they're playing it. Is it, is it? Qatar. Qatar. Um, they're going off to play it there, and then we need, and we have another 17 players to go and play a League Cup game, and then they'll all come back together the following week, and we've 34 players, and we've 17 spots, or 18 spots on, on, a, on a match day squad. I, I, I don't know whether Mavericks winding me up here, but uh, I, I think got, a squad, I got to answer them anyway. I think the squad that thinks, I do think some of it's a little bit of a myth, is because, because of what City have, people assume everyone has to have that, and it's not realistic to have that level. But even City, with all their billions and billions they've spent in that squad, um, they're never, they're, defa- they're, they're look, never look but, the, but they're never going, look, they're never going to turn around and go, oh yeah, well, we have a brilliant squad, we're going to stick 18 of them over to, to Qatar and 18 of them to play whoever they got, Oxford. You know what I mean? Yeah, because they, could, they couldn't. But if you look at City's squad, say if City said, we're going to send 17 over to Qatar and they're going to do 17 here, who the hell are they going to play in defence? Because they, ha- they, ha- they haven't got a deep, a deep enough defensive s- squad depth. Yeah. So they, they didn't play in the 23s in, in defence. So again, you know, even City, you know, would have more options than us, wouldn't be able to do this. No. So it's, it, it, it feels like a non-story to me. And the way it is, you can't ask a Premier League football club to play two fixtures at the same time. It doesn't matter. It'd be like, it'd be like us saying, right, say for argument's sake, Liverpool had a couple of games postponed because of weather. Right? Just for argument's sake, for weather over the Christmas, right? And then it turns around and they've got, they're still in the League Cup, they're still in the FA Cup, they're in the Champions League, they're going for the League. And they go, we've no dates left, lads. You're going to have to play a League game against I don't know, uh, Brighton on Saturday, but you'll also have to play, you know, um, Sheffield United on the same day be- because we've no other slots. It never happened. You know what I mean? No, it wasn't. Uh, well, the, clo- the close we've had to that was, uh, I think it's the first year we had money where I think we we basically beat City and then less than 48 hours later we had to travel to Sunderland. That's probably the close we had. Even that was a stretch. Yeah, it's just it's just a mad one. Like somebody else said there, I'm sorry, I've, I've, it's gone off the screen, but I remember the comment. But they say it looks like Klopp has uh, pitched FIFA against the Premier League and and, and football league. Um, I don't think he has. I think what he's done there is he's actually he's actually piled FIFA and the Premier League onto the football league because he says last night when we won the Champions League, the Premier League told us we would need to go away to Qatar for this FIFA thing. You know, FIFA World Club Cup. So basically, the Premier League are telling you to go and do what FIFA want. So that's them two in the same boat. Now you have the Football League. So, um, but Stephen makes a, uh, uh, sorry, Dixon87 makes a really good point. Scrap the derby on the Wednesday in December and play it then. That's a fair point. 
because it's a league game that you're not, and you can move it back to later on in the season, you know, and it's not like a cup competition that's time dependent to finish in February. Plus, then you won't ruin the Blues Christmas for once. Yeah, well, that's the only downside, isn't it? Um, <laughs> that's the only downside. Um, uh, Northred says, why don't we do what Scotland do and settle their equivalent cup before Christmas? It, it just means a massively early start for a lot of clubs, not red. And and the thing is, you would still end up with the same problem because you're trying. I think to it's in. I think it's Scotland. They they play the cup games for the league starts. Yeah, they they start literally in. I'm nearly sure it's mid July, and it's Which done. Tr- it's done. But I think the semi finals are this weekend. If I'm not mm. if I'm not wrong, so what you're looking at, you're probably looking at by the end of November. But if you were trying to fit that in. And league games, and then of course the World Club Cup is throwing everything off. But at the same time, the Premier League are asking us to go and do that. So it's just one of those things. Maverick says, "I'm not being harsh. I'm just saying there is no replacement at an acceptable drop to adequately replace any of them." Um, I still agree that the fixture is a shambles. Yeah, it is. But but at the end of the day, Maverick, you know Liverpool are fulfilling everything they can. But what they're saying is, you can't ask us to play at the same time. That's just just one of those. Um, just on the draw itself, we, we'll get away from that. The draw itself um, <laughs> it was as predictable as it possibly could be. First of all, well, I, I thought we had to. I, I, I thought this morning that we'd have to um, answer a, a set of clues to find out where the fucking draw was on for a start. And then it turned out it was on BBC Two um, with Zoe Ball, I think it was, or BBC Radio Two. <coughs> Excuse me, but you know. Um, it was so predictable. Like when Oxford come out, and then it's City, and then it's United. Oh, they get Colchester. I was like, oh, here we go again. But other than that, what did you make of it? Villa away, not the worst round of all, is it? No, I would have liked the home draw, uh, just because I, I you always want a home draw in the cups. But otherwise, when you get to sort of stage of the cups, you know, you get who you get. Yes, you know, I was pretty convinced City would get like the dog and duck again because they always do. Yeah, I seen a great tweet earlier that said. Um, if, uh, if, if Man City make it to the Champions League, if Man City make it to the League Cup final, they'd be playing Berry. <laughs> and then I see something saying, um, and if they manage to get to the Champions League final, they'd be playing Carabag. Um, that's just the way it got. It's just outrageous. It's like you could, literally everyone was saying it. Everyone was saying it. Um, you know, what way the draw would go. But I wouldn't like a home draw, but all this controversy around it, there's going to be a big build up to it now, regardless of when it happens. But Villa away is not a bad draw. If you look at the other side of it, you have, um, you have United, Colchester. So you're probably looking at United and City through. Liverpool are Villa, and then I think it's Leicester, Everton, Leicester, Everton, Leicester. So you're probably so it's, it looks like a really good semi-final lineup, regardless. Um, mm. But do you know something? I have a feeling, regardless of where this game happens, I'm going to call it now. I think he goes a really young side again. Um, I think he pretty much go. I think if he got Everton or, or one of the two Manchester clubs. I think he probably would have had to go stronger mm-hmm. just because of the rivalry and who they are. Mm-hmm. Because it's Villa and there's less of a rivalry with Villa, mm. I think you could almost pretty much say the side that played last night is probably the side that starts. He may possibly go, he may decide to go maybe if injuries permit, and maybe go for like a Lover instead of Vanderberg, just yeah. for a little bit of extra, um, experience in the mid, in the, in the, the spine of the side. But otherwise, I, I don't think he'll change it that much. Mm. Like Maverick says, do we go stronger for Villa? He thinks so. He would like Fabinho in midfield. Um, I, I'm presuming you're talking about the cup here. Oh, I, I, it all depends where the fixture ends up being placed. You know, it could come to the fact, could, could, could come to fruition where, as Chris says, they play it early January and they're literally going to drop it in on top of a possible semi-final. And then when you're doing that, you're dropping it in on league, leagues 
games, FA Cup games, probably not Champions League. They usually come back around February, I think, don't they? So it, it's going to be an awkward one, but like we've loads of fixtures coming in, and I love it. I think Liverpool in, in a rhythm here, and if they do all right injury-wise, I think Liverpool could just get on a roll here, and I absolutely love it. Um, but look, it's it's... It, it's a decent draw. I think you're, you're looking at City, you're looking at United going through. Uh, Everton Leicester's an interesting one. What do you reckon happens there? Well, the start I saw last night was apparently Rodgers has never won a Goodison Park. Oh. Which should, uh, which I never knew. Mm-hmm. Apparently, even, even at Liverpool, he, he got, he got draw, it was always a draw or a defeat. He never won a Goodison. Mm. So he's, so he's got to break a hoodoo for himself there. It might, choose, I think it'd be a good game because I think Everton at home is probably what they needed. Uh, to Cup get the crowd going. Well. Cup final and also Leicester are a perfect away side with their pace and the break so I think it'll be I can see that being quite a high scoring game like a 3-2 yeah, I think oh, it'll be a good. Oh, I, hopefully, it's a Leicester. Uh, I think I think it'll be a good game as well. Connor Pastor at just said Rocky, um, that's his only comment. Uh, yeah, listen, Rocky Four is on the back burner at the moment, but I will get to it, and I promise, Connor, as soon as I do, I will update you. Pele Jones um, says their last fifteen opponents in domestic cups for City is a joke. It's absolutely mad. Um, Kevin Sullivan, uh, let me see. Sorry, Kev, I've just lost your comment. Uh, Stephen says, not Brewster, surely. The lad is un- underwhelming so far. No, I thought he grew into that game last night. I'm going to give him... Um, I'm going to give him... His move off the ball was brilliant. Yeah, and there's a man that was sitting in the ground. I thought he grew into the game. I thought the more upset and annoyed he got at the fact that Liverpool were losing, um, really stood to him. Really, really the, stood to him. The, the problem Brewster's got is, the only, the only person we see regularly play through the middle for Liverpool is Firmino. Who's a, who's a bit of a freak to wait the way he is because no one plays like him. So yeah. that's the kind of level he's got to live up to, which is very, very difficult. He actually looked probably quite a little bit more effective when we put him out wide to use his pace and put Origi's physicality through the middle just for a change. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, I just, I just loved his attitude towards the end, snapping into tackles as a forward. And you know, even that, even that one where he. Ese último McNugget me toca a mí porque soy la mayor. ¿Y eso qué tiene que ver? Los mayores se respetan. Eso no existe, ¿cierto, mamá? Ya, quédense tranquilas. Aquí hay otra cajita de McNuggets. Respeto, ¿viste? El no hay rivalidad cuando hay McNuggets, tío. Hay un deal para cada salida familiar en McDonald's. Compra uno de tus favoritos, como unos McNuggets de 10 piezas, una Big Mac, una Quarter Pounder with Cheese o un Fileo Fish y te llevas otro por un dólar. Por tiempo limitado, precios y participación pueden variar. Válido para un producto de igual o menor valor. He, he outsprints the defender. He, he gets across and in front of the cop. He, he gets it back. He tries a shot. Goes wide. But you could see that bit of pace about him. I like Brewster as he grew into it. But I still think he's a poacher. And I still think if we find a way to get him in the team, especially in games where we're winning and we're, we're in control, I think he could notch a few this season. Stephen says, see, you have a very hard few weeks coming up. They I, do. I, I, I am. I've heard that. Stephen, if you want to give me... Say the next the next couple of fixtures um, over the next six weeks. I'd be um, I'd be very interested to see. Although I do watch what City do, I don't really watch the fixtures. I kind of watch on the tours. They who are they playing this weekend? Or are they home and away? I think, it's, I think it's something daft like. I think after they play us, they've definitely got Chelsea away. I think they've got the I've got United. Mm. They've got Burnley away mm-hmm. and Sheffield Wednesday away. But they're both like midweek games. Yeah, I'd be honest. They're the two, they're, those two clubs are two clubs you don't want to play midweek in December, January. I was quite glad we got them out of the way. Yeah, no, because I, I did see something the other day where I think we've played is a four of the top six so far plus Leicester from last yeah. season. Or we've sorry, we've played five of the top six. I think we've only to play City. Is that C- right? 
Yeah, I think, but I think the way the fixtures fall is I think City's run from now until about Jan is where they get a lot of the top six sides. Yeah. The thing is with City last year, the top six games weren't the issue. Yeah. They, they comfortably batted them aside. They actually dropped points against, um, sides you wouldn't expect. Mm. Well, we'd have to, we'd have to wait and see because I think the only thing they've played so far is Spores, am I right? Yeah. yeah. Which, which is, because I think Spar City, they've dropped more points already from the same fixtures than they did last year. They dropped points to Spurs last year, they won. Uh, losing to Norwich because they never got beat by a promoted side before. And losing to Wolves where last year they beat them. So yeah. they're, they're already dropping more points than you, than you would expect City to do. Yeah. I'll, 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 I'll promise to look up all, all these fixtures. Um, I'll, prob- I'll promise to look them all up in detail. Uh, Stephen does say they play, they play all the top so all the top six starting with us. So that'll be interesting between now and Christmas. Northred asked, did you all enjoy Arsenal Fan TV? Um, yes. did you see the Scouse kids winding them up? No, I didn't. I knocked her on for a few minutes. Um, I got sidetracked last night. I'm going to be honest, but I did knock her on and there was a live phone in coming up or live phone in or live chat or whatever it was. It was, it was on YouTube and they were literally, was, they were literally calling for Guardiola or Brendan Rogers and I, or not Guardiola. They were calling for Josie Mourinho or Brendan Rogers and I thought, oh, here we go. This is amazing. Um, the one good thing they did bring up, probably bring it back to the Shaka situation, was oh, what's the guy called? Is it Claude? Claude, one yeah. Of the guys, yeah, he, he, him, and uh, one of the Arsenal fans had had it out a little bit over the treatment of Shaka. Where I think his argument, Claude, was look, you can't all give him crap and boo him and not expect him to react. Mm. He said he didn't react in the right way, <laughs> but he can't. But the big thing he brought up was, and you've seen it now with the Shaka, uh, uh, not apology, but statements brought as. You know, people send death threats to his his wife and his newborn daughter yeah, and all idiots. that. Thinking, that's where you go. That's that's a society thing where people think that's all right because because you're a football and you're rich and you didn't play well for my team. I can say what I want, yeah. and I think he was right to bring that up. Going, that's where it's gone too far. Yeah. Now listen, he as club captain, his reaction on the pitch not great. But when it comes to Death threats and, and sort of stuff like that and, and bringing people's wives and kids and stuff into it. Like, you want to be an absolute fucking arsehole to do something like that. Let's be honest about it. And you, yeah. you know, I'm not going to say you're not a football fan. You are a football fan because you're obviously watching football, but you're just an idiot. Um, an absolute yeah. certified idiot. That's just the way it is. Um, I, I mean, to look at the other way, look at Henderson and Lucas. Christ, Lucas got booed and hissed by our fan base. Lucas got booed onto a pitch once. Booed onto a pitch, booed mm. off a pitch. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lucas in interviews used to joke that if somebody else did a throw in and threw it out wrong, it'd be his fault even if he was on the pitch. Yeah. He, but he knew that. The difference is the two of them somehow probably men, mentality and Henderson because he gets a lot of stick as well is they they don't show it on the pitch. They kind of you know they may trudge your head down and then they they let it go. They they don't let it get to because to us that's the only way you're going to turn fans. Your way is you kind of have to accept it's a part of football that you will get stick. Yeah, absolutely. About your football ability, not the other bit. Yeah, exactly. And like it was probably mixed in the ground. They were probably cheering the fact they were bringing on an attacking player. It just happened to be Jacker coming off. I don't know, but listen, you've every right to your opinion. Um, that's just the way life should be in general. But if you're going to be doing, as I said, involving people's families and stuff like that, you, you know, forget it. It's uh, your argument is null and void at that stage. Regardless, even if you're right in the first place. Um, Stephen Max says nine points clear at Christmas and games in hand, lads. Uh, I'd absolutely love it, man. I'd absolutely love it. Um, and Northred has promised to send you a selection box if you're right. So there you go. Win-win. Um, 
If I say 12 points, can I have two selection boxes? If you say 12, I'm sure North Red would start you out with two selection boxes. Um, of your choice, you can pick Cabri, you can pick Galaxy, Chocolate, Mars, whatever you want. Then North Red seems, seems a nice guy. Um, uh, Pele Jones says, imagine Henderson doing that. What, uh, yeah. No, Henderson's never doing that. And the, the best way Henderson answers these things is plays well, scores the odd goal, and just goes to the crowd and says, fuck you. And then everyone forgets it for a little while. Um, but look, let me see um, what was I going to say to you. Yeah, just just the one thing on, on the Villa game. I'm going I'm to go into the Villa game in a bit more detail tomorrow night with the guests that I have on. But the, the big talking point coming up to Chris is Fabinho. Um, do you play him? Do you not play him? Do you risk him? Do you not risk him? What, where do you stand on this? Uh, I don't, I don't, personally, I, I wouldn't risk it, because as good as he is, and you know, look, he didn't get booked in the Tottenham game, but the, the thing with officiating these days, or just generally these days, it doesn't take much to get a yellow card these days, you can look at, you can just look at someone the wrong way and you get a yellow card, so I don't think, I don't know why he'd risk it, my only slight reservation is, Klopp does seem to be very much a one game at a time, and he may just go, well, I need, I need him to win this game. And I'll worry about City next week, but I'd like to hope that we don't pick him. Mm, okay. I would, I would, I would play Wijnaldum in the Holden role, uh, for which he, we've seen him do before. He can do it, uh, and then play Henderson and Chamberlain in midfield. Do you know what? That's what I would do. I, I have confidence in the, in whatever team we pick to go out and be Villa. I think Bill, Villa have. Flares to deceive a little bit. Flashes of them have been very good. Away at Arsenal, these, they looked very, very good for, for periods. Um, you know, they nearly got away with it at Spurs early, early on in the, in the season and just got undone near the end. But just being flashes, they, didn't they go and beat Norwich 5-1? But that's, look, if you look at Norwich's form over the last couple of weeks, it's probably not something to go on. Um, North Red says, yeah, you can have two selection boxes, no problem. Man. Um, Bargain. Yeah, uh, Chris, if it's 12 points, I'll be your butler for a month, says, uh, Stephen. So you're absolutely flying here, man. Um, turn up on a podcast, you end up with a butler and a load of chocolate. It's, uh, happy days. Um, done this years ago. <laughs> no, yeah. Uh, I, I know, so I'm not fucking getting that now, but, um, but. Uh, you, don't Dunno, actually, you don't actually, you don't get me. No, exactly. I'll have to start asking for stuff. Uh, Duno says, um, Dunno says, I thought Gav was great last night, you kept Grizz at bay, um, and the rest of the comment, I'm not too sure what that is, Dunno, but if you want to, um, if you want to come back and, uh, let me know what that's about, I'm absolutely up for it. Um, Christine says, Christina, sorry, says that, uh, she wouldn't play him, I don't think she'd play him because you can't trust the ref, um, and stuff like that. That's where I sit on it. I have the confidence in us to go and win that game, whether Fabinho's there or not. I think the rest, I love Liverpool players in a rhythm. You know, one game a week, two games a week. I love that. But Fabinho might be the one that's just probably needs that little break. But I'd be running them hard in training. I'd be, I'd have them absolutely well up for the City game. I know where Christina's coming from. A ref could just play the situation rather than, you know, the, you know, play the media hype rather than the game and go, oh, I'll give him a book and now and to be uproar over this for the week. So I'm going to side with you, Chris. I wouldn't play him. Um, simply because I think he's absolutely integral to what we're going to go and try to do against Manchester City. And I think he showed his value against them, especially at the Etihad last season when we were brutal. And then he came on and we were, um, he, you know, he, he turned the game and we probably should have come out with at least a draw. But that's just, that's just my opinion. And, um, Christina says Genie or Hendo in the six is worth the risk. Um, it'd be Genie for me. I don't think Hendo should go back in there. I think he should stick at what he's doing. Um, Kula King said he would pick Genie Hendo Keita against Villa. We'd have to see Keita's in contention. But I would, have to I, wouldn't pick, 
I wouldn't pick Cater. Um Not that I'm fed up with him, but it's just, at the moment, I can't, you can't trust him to stay fit. I'd pick Milner. Uh, um, the reason I would pick Milner is, uh, he, although he did well the other night, he did half get roasted by their winger a couple of times. Mm. I, and I'm, I'm just concerned, is it, is it a legs question? Going up and down, up and down. From that switch, I think. I think in this sort of game, the reason I go with Milner is, is that um, if you're going to go with Alden there, although I think he's brilliant at the six, um, I just I'd like to be absolutely solid and hard working in there, and yeah. and and trust our fullbacks and our front three to go and do the business, and then probably our our centre halves if we can get get them um, involved in set pieces and stuff like that. So, um, Stephen Max says a bag of cans from for Gav. Um, that's if it's nine or twelve points or twelve points. If it's twelve points, Stephen Mack has given me a bag of cans. He said it's the good stuff as well, so that's fair enough. Uh, Dixon eighty seven says the Mail are reporting uh, Palace want Brewster on loan in January. What's your thoughts? Absolutely, under no circumstances do I want any of our players having anything to do with Roy Hodgson. Um, I think that's case fucking closed. Um, I think a loan might do him good. Well, not, not to Crystal in. Palace. Not to Crystal Palace. No, right. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think it would be a good. It would be a good fit for because you'd want a, pre, a Premier League loan where he's going to get game time. I'll give you one. Go on, then. Newcastle. Yeah. I genuinely yeah. think. Yeah, I think. I think he could do something in Newcastle. Plus, plus yeah, so still a big crowd live as we get. He gets used to that sort of atmosphere. They, yeah, like, so, they like to play on the break. You know, mm. I, I I think Newcastle would be decent for him. I really would. Dude, the only thing with Newcastle is they barely touch the ball, so it's whether he'd spend a lot of his time just running channels. Could be, but that, I think that's it, that's not really his get. That's not that's probably not going to play to his strengths. But it's Premier League, and it's a decent chance to get into a side. Yeah. You know, you would someone like a bomb would have been good, but they've got too many strikers. Probably, Norwich wouldn't be a bad show. They play yeah, decent sorry. football. They're in terrible form, but but look, I I can't see him. He may go along. He may go along. I don't know. Um, we'll have to we'll have to wait and see. Maverick has Milner, Genie, Hendo. I'd agree with that for the weekend. Um, Christina says you must reward Ox, but another start is a lot to ask on his body for his recovery. It's a fair point. Um, and I think he's still not tactically up to speed with what we want to do. Having said that, if he plays Genie and he plays Henderson. Chamberlain was. I read an article that was talking about how bad his knee injury was. They've said the, the biggest thing about his knee wasn't it wasn't the knee; it was the uh, the tendon turn, his hamstring. Apparently, he ripped his tendon, it like rolled up his leg. <coughs> so he said so he had to regraft it. So he basically, he's had to learn how to basically run like a new new knee, mm. almost. Which why I was so pleased with his goal because the power he hit that with, he's sort of going, well, the cop, you know, that proves his knee is phys- physically correct, or physically, you know, he trusts it now. Because there's no way he could have got the power he got that if that knee if that knee hadn't repaired the yeah. way we thought it was. So that was the biggest encouragement I could see. Yeah, I think what helps uh, Chamberlain in the last couple of games is I don't think he's been fantastic in the last two games he's played. But when you score three goals in two games, it does cross over a lot of um, tactical mishaps. Yeah, no, it does, and, and I think tactically he's just getting back up to speed. Um, yeah. LA Jones says Oxon in the last twenty minutes he'd be happy with that. Um, yeah. Brighton will be a good show for Brewster, says Dixon. Um, uh, yeah, Northred says Ox bench, great sub. Uh, somebody else suggests, uh, sorry, Kevin Sullivan says he's, he suggests Leeds. Uh, five months would be, five months would be Elsa wouldn't do him any harm. And apparently the Leeds striker that's there won't be there come January. So let's see, um, what happens. Stephen says, being honest, lads here, I can't see us losing any game against any English team this season. If that happens, Stephen, I will send you selection boxes and cans. Um, how does that sound? <laughs> Listen, the last thing I'm going to go to, because a couple of people have asked at the start and, um, 
and in the middle um and in the middle of this podcast. Sorry, Dunno's asking Gav, thoughts on Perry. Um Oz's old doll. I think she means Ox's old doll. She seems good laugh. She seems a good laugh. I'm presuming that's is it Perry Edwards is her name. Um it's Alex Oxley Chamberlain's better half. Um yeah, she seems good and she's um she's a beautiful looking woman as well, let's be honest about it. North I think Red, she I think I think what? she's very socially aware. I think she's fairly socially aware, like Chamberlain is. Yeah. She I I think she does get involved in lots of uh Charity stuff like Chamberlain does as well, so I think she's uh, yeah, she seems like a nice, genuine person in fairness. Yes, no, she does. She seems she seems good crack in fairness. Uh, Christina says Elliot looks like he has has an outside chance of the bench if Salah is not fit. I would Kate or Shaq Shakiri out. Yeah, that's that's fair enough. Um, Maverick says no to Werner. Northred says Werner, what's happening? Um, well, I'll tell you. Listen, this has come up in the in the last couple of days on um, social media and in the press and stuff. And apparently, the small rumours going around is that Liverpool have opened some sort of negotiation um, with Timo Werner and RB Leipzig. Um, and you know, he signed a new deal in the summer. When I seen him doing that, I thought just protecting his value, he'll still want out. I'm not sure if anything happens. They seem to be doing very, very well in the Bundesliga this year. He may stay and he may have a chance. I was talking to Grizz about this the other day, and this is no inside information from Grizz. I was just asking, what do you think? And he was saying, his opinion is it all depends on security for him. I think he thinks security might go in January simply because, one, um, he's not getting the game time when he is fit, and he's unfit for a lot of the time, and I think patience might be lost from a little bit, and it does, might be a bit of a trust issue over him with regards to the way we play and, and can he fit in. Chris, for you, Timo Werner, if he was available in January, would you go for him? Because I absolutely would. Yeah, I'd go for him, because then it's another quality attacker um, to supplement the front three, mm-hmm. and also to put a bit of pressure on the front three for... If people have dips in form, which everyone does, from what I've read, from what limited bits I've read about him, he can play pretty much anywhere along the front three. That's he great. seems to prefer playing wide and coming in rather than playing the Firmino job. So it doesn't really replace Firmino, but we have seen in games, Manny and Salah can, for the odd game, do a job through the middle. So, but I think more than anything else, I think he likes to play on the left, which is ideal for us because we haven't really got anyone who can play on the left other than Manny. And he's probably the one player who never gets a rest because we've got other people who can play on the right but or the middle. So it, from that point of view, it's it makes sense. I'm a bit dubious by the uh, the source though. I mean, Duncan Castles is not renowned for being a particularly favourable reporter for Liverpool. Yeah, but he's also, in fairness to him, like he, although he's up at Mourinho's arse most of the time, he when he says stuff, he means it. I don't think he does the mm. wind stuff up, you know what I mean? Uh, Dunno reckons that Shakiri is gone in January. He he's all for that. Um Christina says he, he's uh, got to pass a medical he'd have to pass a medical first and he's not fit. Correct. Uh Liverpool will let Christina says LFC will let Shaq go if he wants because Elliot is ahead of schedule. That's a fair point. I think Elliot is Elliot I think is gonna to get to the stage where he's just going to not give anyone any option but to but to include him. You know what I mean? Yeah. The only thing I would say last night, there was, the only thing I would say last night, you told, you saw two sides of Elliot where, look, he, he's clearly ridiculously talented at 16. Mm. And you can tell he's going to be a top player. But you could see in that game, there was definitely, elsewhere you could tell, yes, he is 16, where he was yeah. quite naive on the ball in the wrong areas, both when to take a cross or when not to cross, but also the giveaway for the third goal. It, it, there's that element of naivety and 
you've got to be careful when you're going to throw him in, in like a, a league game. I think at the moment, drip feed him into cup games and let him do under 23s. I think that's probably what we should be doing. I think the only time we should see him in a league game is if you're 2 3 0 up with 20 minutes to go, then him or a Brewster should get a run out then just to get a bit of experience into him. But I think he probably will get to a point where he'd be too good that we have to play him. But I'm not convinced it's going to be this season when he's 16. Mm. Personally. Yeah. Um, Stephen says if we buy in January, God help the rest of the league. Christina says Verna will not come in, will not come in January. He won't play this season. He may, he, we may, we may buy, but not transfer. What's the point for him not to play? I think he'd get quite a few games to Liverpool if he turned up. Um, and remember, I think this Champions League thing, at the end of Champions League this season, or European football, you'd be allowed to play in an anyway, so that's gone out the window where you're, you're cup tied now. Uh, Nortra says, put him on the bench and tell him he's there for the remainder of the season when we need him and he can fight for a place in 2020. Elliot has a really arrogance about him, says Dunno. Um, he does. He, he does, yeah. Yeah, there's something about him that he just knows how good he is and, and I don't mind that in a player once they can back it up. I really don't. Um, Chris, I'm not going to speak to you um, on this show before the week is out and before we play Aston Villa. So I'm going to ask you uh, what your prediction is for the game on Sunday, isn't it? Saturday, isn't Saturday, it? Saturday, Saturday, sorry. Saturday. I, have uh, I just have Sunday on the brain all the time. <laughs> Go on. Uh, I think it will be 2-0 Liverpool. 2-0 Liverpool. Do you want to give me some scores? Uh, let's go with... I think Firmino is due a goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I think the second goal will be quite late in the game. So I think it, it probably like a Chamberlain off the bench. Okay, cool. Right, before we go, um, it's the 21st of October. So tomorrow, obviously, is the 1st of November. That's when our competition starts. Anyone that's a subscriber to the LFC Day Trippers on YouTube will be in, a, in for a competition, um, regardless, just because you're a, a subscriber between in the month of November. Anyone that's a new subscriber from midnight tonight until the 30th of November will also be in a separate draw. Same prize. It's the same prize, just twice. Um, so get subscribing. And as I said, if you are already a subscriber and you happen to get somebody su- to subscribe, let me know live on the show. Let Get that person to let me know live on the show. And you and the person that's recommended you um, will be in for two chances to win. I'll explain a little bit more um, over the weekend as we go. But listen, it's basically just subscribe to the, to the channel. Get people to subscribe to the channel and let me know that you've actually managed to do that. And that the more you do that, the more chances you have. Maverick has 3-1 Liverpool. Stephen Max says 4-1 Gav. You know, it makes sense. Please, please, Stephen, don't do this to me again. We can't do this again, please. Um, but look, it's been a great show. Chris, thanks a million for joining me. It's been a pleasure as always. No worries, mate. Thanks for having me. No problem at all. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy the game. Everybody else, uh, I will speak to you tomorrow night. I have a guest, a new guest, um, making their debut on tomorrow night. I will detail that tomorrow afternoon when I put out the tweet with regards to the show. Thanks for joining us. Your comments have been amazing, whether that's been on YouTube or on Periscope. If you download this later on, thanks for downloading. But don't forget, you can also subscribe on YouTube and get us live by hitting that bell icon. That's the Fatback for Daily for... Thursday night. Um, enjoy the rest of your evening. Over and out. I am smart. I help others. I am strong. I like challenges. I love to laugh. I am caring. I make a difference. I am a Sacred Hearts girl. Become who you want to be at Sacred Hearts Academy. Now enrolling preschool through grade 12. Online and on-campus options available. Call 734 734- 5058 or visit sacredhearts.org for more information.
When you get a ticket for not wearing your seatbelt, it comes from the police. And from your mother. And your best friend. And your family. We want you to buckle up every trip, every time. Three out of four people ejected from a vehicle in a crash will die. If you won't do it for yourself, do it for us. We like having you around. Click it or ticket. A message from the Michigan Office of Highway Safety Planning. Sports Social Podcast Network.